ready to suck you in to talk about all the blow to the weekend. Big dog ball talk, Matt Eichhorn and Jordan Flegel. Um, yeah, it, it, what a weekend it was. Uh, tons of Game 7s uh, across the board, NBA and uh, also NHL for uh, yes. anyone who gives a fuck about that. The Leafs, of course, uh, oh, choke boy, one yeah, more yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, definitely a bit more of a sketchy game than they've had in the past, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how many of our listeners really, uh, what, what are the sports they're into, football, basketball, obviously they're into. But, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, when it comes to hockey, I mean, the, I think the Leafs, so the first time ever, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, first time ever a team in the NBA, NFL, or NHL, pardon me, NBA, MLB, mm. or uh, NHL to lose five consecutive years in a row in the first round. That's like, not even the Sacramento Kings are doing that. But no. to be fair, the Sacramento Kings would have to make the playoffs five times in a row for That's that to true. happen. That's true. That's true. They would take that. Uh, oh, yeah. But, but yeah, it's insane. It's unbelievable. The luck. Yeah. And I, I, I don't I, I don't know... How if we've ever seen more more of a cursed franchise in in, in sports at this point? Uh, it's it's gotta it's gotta be up there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the annoying thing. The Leafs could just be bad again, like they were for you know pre this run. Um, but they're they keep tantalizing us, even me. I, I'm like I got a foot on the bandwagon. I'm 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 gonna go get a fucking Austin Matthews jersey. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, no, we can't make it out of the first round. It's sad. It's it's horrible. So you, you won't claim the Leafs until no, you know, they, no they give way. you a reason. No way. Not yeah. Yet. No, make it to the second round, Leafs. Maybe even, you know, I'll, I'll even wait till you get uh, in, in, uh, even past that um, and, and then I'll jump on. But no, I'm I'm being careful because literally I, I, I just had a feeling. I just had a feeling, um, you know, you want to say, oh, the game seven's back in Toronto. I, I thought I was like that. That makes it even less likely that the Leafs are going to pull this yeah. out. <laughs> Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, the, the, again, there's sometimes you can just bet the story, and you'll uh, you yes. would win nine times out of ten. Don't try and don't try and big brain it. That uh, doesn't always work. Um, but uh, you know, everybody, big dog ball talk. Uh, you already know what it is. We're ready to kick the show right off here, and we're gonna start off with yesterday's game seven, starting with the uh, the early game. Nice little uh, Sunday matinee. We always love those here uh, at Big yep. Dog Ball Talk. Uh, Celtics and the Bucks. The Celtics moving on to, I believe this is like their sixth Eastern Conference final yeah, in they... like seven years. Like it's it, they, it, something crazy like that. I know Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have already played in like three or four of them or something. It's pretty, pretty wild to, yeah. uh, to think of the success they've had, but they've never made the finals. Yeah. 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 It's insane. I'm trying to think of it because they, they, they made it obviously in 18 uh, in the game seven when LeBron came into yeah. TD Garden and, and whooped him. Um, and then obviously in the bubble, I don't know about a third time with them. Maybe I'm just blanking. But there was then the time before, like the I think the Isaiah Thomas-led team got to the Eastern Conference Finals, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe I'm completely wrong yeah. about that. I mean, I think I think so. We'll say that's accurate. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll just go with it. But uh, yeah, they've been close. They've been, they've been you know, scratching the surface all these years. Basically, yeah, since, since Tatum was drafted, even a little bit before that, before this, you know, iteration of the team, the Celtics have been you know, pretty good. Um, but uh, I, I'd i say this team, like the 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 ability that they've shown to compete with the best teams in the league, this is probably the best version that we've seen, like oh, the yeah. most likely to get to the finals. I think most people feel that way. But they still got to, you know, we'll, we'll preview it a little bit. They still got to get through the number one seed uh, without home court advantage. It's going to be a, a, a great rematch of the Eastern Conference Finals from the bubble against the Heat. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, and, you know, and big thanks to this is, you know, obviously – Jason Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown have really progressed and are becoming superstars before our eyes. But yep. uh, maybe the the biggest superstar of this game, Grant Williams. Grant Williams game. Playing, it's the Grant Williams game, baby. 
out of his fucking mind. Uh, like, <clears throat> I think when he had, he had six threes, I was like, no. <laughs> so I think they had mentioned him. Like, there's no way he has six. And then, uh, you know, sure enough, he hits one more, and they have the graphic come up, you know, seventh made threes. And I'm like, this guy's insane. Because uh, yeah. he's the most unsuspecting-looking guy on the court. Like, he's, yeah. he's like... Only about six six, maybe. I think that's generous. Uh, kind of a stocky build, but yeah, he can guard anyone. He's like a lot quicker than you would think. Uh, yep. And then yeah, the jump shot started to fall for him. Like uh, obviously, you know, he's not uh, he's not a, a franchise guy. But when you have a guy that just can come off the bench and make so much impact uh, just right away, it's uh, it's pretty insane. And yep. uh, you know, I think besides him, I think that the the Boston crowd might have also been the uh, the next most important uh, member of uh, this this Boston team because they were that's right they were yeah. loud all the way through yeah yeah no it was a great great freaking atmosphere one of the you know a, a, an amazing capper to like one of the best series I remember watching like since since watching basketball like this has been an incredible series to watch uh so much talent on either side so much like championship level play and uh yeah, I, I love when big series like this do come down to like a ran, uh, sort of random role player like yeah, at the end yeah. of the day. I, and and uh, you know that's that's not the first game in this series that that that's happened. But like he took 18 threes for God's sake. He was just out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just he there there was obviously the Bucks are going to load up on on Tatum and and Brown and their main attackers. He had the open shots and the biggest thing for me that he didn't look scared to take them at all, which is like the biggest and most important thing. Like. I remember, you know, kind of different situation, but like even just thinking back, because um, it was the third year anniversary of the Kawhi shot a few days ago, uh, that the, the the game seven oh, shot yeah, well, against when the 76ers Philly. got eliminated again. That's right. Yeah, same day. Uh, that that May twelfth, I believe it is. It's a cursed day for for Philadelphia. But I remember that game seven. Do you remember, Matt? All the Raptors were fucking terrified to shoot the ball. Yeah. No one would even fucking shoot it. Like, it, it was Kawhi taking every single shot, and Ibaka hit one, like, crazy three, and that was about it. Like, sometimes in Game 7, like, or I, a lot of times, I should say, like, guys are just flat-out scared to go and play. But Grant Williams was not yeah. scared. He took the shots, uh, you know, that were presented to him. And, you know, the, Made for the, the moment. The the leading scorer on his team that's pretty fucking impressive for a game seven. This this rivals the Kelly Olynyk game, man. This, this is uh, this is up there. Um, oh yeah. And 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 you know Tatum ha had a pretty good game. I thought Tatum and Brown had better games than their you know final stats kind of show. I, I thought they mm -hmm. played really kind of consistently well. Were attacking. Jalen Brown had that awesome uh, and one alley oop kind of layup that he laid in. Um, I think that was like in the third quarter. Um, and yeah, then, yeah. And then another guy, uh, a kind of unsung hero in this freaking uh, uh, this this series and throughout the playoffs for Boston, Pritchard coming in late and hitting fucking, uh, you know, a few big, big shots down the stretch saying, you know, I'm that's that what guy. I do. Or, yeah, that's what I do. And I swear, Matt, I kind of joked about it last time. I swear to God, Boston, the Boston fans cheer a little bit louder when Pritchard hits a shot. I think <laughs> 100%, they, they love man. it. They think, they they think that he's just like a, a kid they pulled off the, cra or the crowd, man. Hey, hey, that's Pritchard. He played. It was around the block. <laughs> I think I, I went British I know, there but, more than, than Boston, but uh, no, you guys that was not picture. bad, Matt. Come on, the the British were were there in Boston at one point. Um, but sure, uh, they were. No, yeah, that that was a that was a great great showing by the Celtics role players. Um, and and just defensively, you know, the the Celtics, they just got better. You know, they they had their kind of blunders and mental sort of setbacks that they had, especially in that game five. You know, talking about Marcus Smart and 
you know, and allowing the Bucks to get back in that game. But I thought defensively, um, they got better at handling Giannis as the series went on. Even though Giannis still put up his points, yeah. you can't really do anything to to fully stop him. But I think it, it, in in this game, Boston said, okay, we're not going to switch too much up. We're just going to go with what we know kind of bothers Giannis. What what's going to you know make it tough on him? Um, and I think they just really believed in their game plan, and and it showed. You know, holding Milwaukee to eighty one, um, but being able to yeah. score that one hundred nine themselves. Like game sevens are usually lower scoring than most of the other games in the series um and you know it was it was really impressive to 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 get those that amount of points on the board and 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 hold milwaukee to that that low point total um and you know Giannis yeah. still had a good game but you know 25 yeah uh, it's not 40 46 or whatever he was fucking doing earlier in the yeah. series yeah, I, I think they kind of made Giannis bleed in this one, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Not like how he literally was bleeding in the last game yeah. or game five, whichever that was. Um, but, you know, uh, he, he really showed he was human in this one. Uh, there was a couple of shots that he missed. Yeah, he missed layups. Like, he started missing layups. I'm like, that's, <coughs> that. it's yeah. over. It's over. Like nine times out of ten, he makes those shots. Yeah. Um, which, I, yeah, I thought was pretty insane. Uh, so yeah, once, once I started seeing that, especially in the second half, I was like, the, the the Celtics are already kind of taking this away. Uh, it was only about probably twelve point lead or so, and I was like, you know, if they, if we don't see any like any kind of production from somebody else uh, other than Giannis in a couple minutes, like Brooke Lopez had an okay game, but I mean, like it's it's about as yeah. good as like a, a like an old Brooke Lopez could do. Drew Holiday, decent game. Like at times, like he really was able to make his own shot work, but you know, still I think believe he was nine for twenty one uh, on the night, so not not the craziest he missed all efficiency. His threes. Yeah, for six, uh, yeah, but yeah, and when when all this is happening, you know, everyone's struggling. This is two two things I, I find. You know, one they really really miss Chris Middleton, which is yeah. funny because it's like no when he got hurt, everyone was like, ah, nobody cares. He's not a real all star. And now everybody's like, oh well, Chris Middleton wasn't there. They need to be fully healthy. Blah, blah, blah. They need that second yeah, fiddle, yeah. and it's true. Uh, you know, Middleton's a uh, you know uh. The, one of the best, like, you know, uh, on-ball scorers uh, that they yep. have and, you know, great shooter as well. Like, you really would have – you would have really helped them in this series, uh, like, oh, big, big time. time. Um, and so, you know, may, maybe if you're a Milwaukee fan, you want to throw the asterisks down on this one uh, it, just, just for the sake of it to make yourself feel a little bit better. I know that's what I like to do. Um, so I think uh, you have the but, right to. I think you have, they have the right to in this one. He's an all-star, I for mean, God's sake. Like, he, yeah. And, as much and as I clown him. him. Yeah, and I mean, you, you look back, though, last year in the conference finals, obviously, uh, you know, the, the Atlanta Hawks of last year are not this year's Celtics team. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you know, without Giannis, Chris Middleton stepped up and yeah. got them into the finals. So, I mean, uh, for anyone who doesn't think that he's able to, you know, ball out in the big games, in the big moments, you know, you might not might need to go check the tape back one more time. But yeah. um, with that, though, you know, no Middleton, you could really notice the sense of, like, there, it's, it's hard to say because – the the Bucks oh, hold don't on, Matt. lack hold on, Matt. depth Matt, per se, hold on, hold on. One but sec, one sec. they do, they lack the guys who are going to go out there and win you games. They've got a lot of great system players, guys who can play defense and uh, guys who can you know shoot the ball when they're open. And, and again, be systematic. Not the worst thing in the world. You can you can still have a great uh, team. You can be a championship team with a lot of systematic guys coming off the bench. I mean, uh, you look at uh, you know the, the Spurs of old. You look at uh, you know a lot of teams in the '80s and '90s uh, that you know had a lot of guys who fit their roles and they shut their mouth and they just did what they had to do to you know win that chip. But yep. I think the game's too dynamic now, uh, and there's too many you know good players and uh, deep benches with multiple go-to scores, which the Celtics kind of have here. Uh, you know. 
Grayson Allen really stunk. Pat yeah, Connington yeah. is actually, you know, Pat Connington, I want to give him some respect, you know, uh, for a former baseball player. He actually looks like a real athlete. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, he, he makes a big shots and he tries his best. Uh, but I mean, but this when, one when was you look no at, good for him. <clears throat> no, when, when you look at the, the, the rest of these guys that, that they're playing, like George Hill, like, come on, man. Like, he's a great personnel fit. But again, in a situation like this, when you're down on the road in a game seven, you're not wishing you had George Hill. You're wishing you had like a, a Jordan Clarkson or yeah. somebody like that that's able to, you know, put up some shots for you and just make a difference because there's there's literally nothing you're going to do. You're not going to win a game uh, with, with a Grayson Allen at this point. It's just not going to happen. This isn't uh, the NCAA. It's the NBA. Yeah. Um, so I'm, yeah. I'm really – I think that the Bucks might need to go do a little bit of soul searching and think, you know, because again – who am I to say? Because they already won a championship with this pretty much the exact personnel. So, I mean, it's, yep. it's proven it can be done. But I think that, you know, you kind of need to have that secret weapon stashed away uh, for a situation like this where, you know, if uh, if Middleton uh, goes down or Giannis or Drew, uh, you know, one of your your top guys, uh, top scoring options, then somebody is there to pick up some slack because they just had a gaping hole and that was pretty much the end of it. Well, that's the perfect uh, way, time to bring up something I've been thinking about this whole series. They traded away DiVincenzo for Ibaka, yeah. who didn't mm-hmm. play a second uh, this game. Like, I understand that they got Ibaka in the case that when Lopez came back, he, you know, he didn't look like himself or they couldn't play Lopez or, God forbid, you know, he he stayed injured through the through the whole championship run, but like, or, or playoff run. Um, but like, that's that would have been a humongous uh, swinger for this series, I think. Like, if DiVincenzo had been there, like, another guy. Like, of of all those three kind of guys who mostly play the same type of style between Allen um, and Connaughton and even, you know, Wes Matthews, who's more of a you know, sort of defensive-minded um, kind of player, uh, you know, yeah. those, those three guys that they bring in just to hit shots and, you know, space the floor for Giannis. I think of those three guys, DiVincenzo was, you know, he's the most capable of going in there and, you know, hitting a mid-range shot, doing some stuff off the dribble, taking it to the rim a little bit, um, and just having having another option, uh, you know, another wing player to throw out there, um, and a guy who can play some defense as well. Like, that's that's a tough a tough sort of decision to make, um, and then just flat out know at the end of the season that you got that one wrong. Um, yeah, and, yeah. and I know it didn't play out the way they wanted to. They wanted that insurance that they would have one more big if, if Lopez wasn't able to go, but that really would have, really would have, you know, like you said, been some sort of insurance, uh, you know, in the case that Middleton isn't able to go, um, or even, you know, if Holiday was, was unable to go. So that's, that's going to be tough. Uh, you know, I don't think Milwaukee going into the offseason has that that much work to do i know i've seen a lot of articles and people talking about all all the work you know and the team building stuff that they need to do over the offseason i think the one thing you know is that uh you know Giannis and holiday work and Giannis and holiday and middleton work and i think middleton even though he is getting up there in age still has a few you know good years left um you know mm-hmm. passable years as like a second guy and and drew holiday i think another year with Giannis, another run like this only kind of solidifies them as, you know, one of the better duos in the league, um, you know, go, going out there and and taking, you know, this um, really, really great Boston team to, to seven games. Um, like, the, I, I think the Bucks are good enough, generally speaking, the bones are good enough, but they do have to do a little bit of shuffling around uh, when it comes to their role players. Um, because, yeah, like you said, too many systematic guys, guys who play well, you know, in the regular season and, and, and fit well, uh, you know, generally speaking, and we're going to get to this whole argument, this whole way of looking at things when we re- review the most 
fucking insane game seven I've ever seen, uh, the Suns <laughs> game when we get to it. But you have too many of those guys. You get into the playoffs. You just need a, a one or two of those spark plugs, guys who honestly kind yeah, of annoy yeah. you in the regular season, but they, they'll they'll come back and they'll they'll prove their worth in the playoffs when they're actually able to go out, you know, get their own shot, take the pressure off your main guys a little bit, and just you know throw throw out like a little bit of variance in these games, uh, and you know throw out some unpredictability. Uh, you need that. You yeah. need a little bit of that fire in the playoffs, and the Bucks just just ran out of it at, at the wrong time here. Yeah, and uh, you know, the, I think that's pretty much all we we have to say on that series. And before we hop into uh, the the other game sevens uh, for the Western Conference, um, Miami Heat, they're the number one seed. Yep. They're gonna have that home court advantage, obviously, that goes along with it. Uh, but the Celtics, you know, it's a it's a tough tough matchup for both teams. I think that they kind of uh, they they can neutralize each other well. Yeah. Um, but Jordan, season or postseason rather, uh, series prediction. Uh, for this Eastern Conference Finals, who's punching their ticket to the finals this year? Oh my God, I I don't know it's why. Close. Yeah, I don't know why I'm finding it tough. I'm maybe overthinking it. Like I I think the Celtics probably win, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I I think it depends on uh, if they can get Kyle Lowry. If the Heat can get Kyle Lowry back in the the fold and start playing a little bit more like well, himself. And also, well, I was gonna say, not only get him back, but actually get him yes. back to being himself because he's yes. been even when he's been there, he hasn't looked like him. No, he hasn't looked, played like him. It's been no. been pretty bad to be honest. No, and I the, the reason too I'm struggling with this more than anything is that Miami hasn't really had a test yet. Like Philadelphia that yeah. that that wasn't like that's that's no sort of litmus test or like way to accurately judge how good the Heat have been because the Philly was a mess. They you know first two games without Embiid, um, th- th- most of those games in that series didn't even feel like a playoff. Uh, no, you know, no. Feel, feel like playoff games. So I just don't know. I really don't know how Miami's going to come out and look in those first two home games against this Boston team that is now tested against the defending champs and you know went through one of the you know toughest most competitive most physical playoff series that we've seen in a long time um like i don't know i'm i i i'm gonna have to go celtics in six but Mm -hmm. but i don't know i could also see it going seven i could also see it going five depending on how bad the heat look um but (laughs) there's there's a lot of different ways to go go. four in you know it it could it could um but yeah but but just giving the heat Maybe you know, maybe even a little bit more credit than I think they deserve right now. I'm I'm still gonna go Celtics and six. Yeah, yeah, I, I think Celtics and six is kind of where I'm leading as well. Uh, if I had to pick a different option, it would be Celtics still in seven. Yeah, uh, I, 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 when you look at the top three, really, that's that's always kind of a, a good indicator of how things are gonna go. Uh, I don't think Bam is gonna do anything special. I think that you know if Horford and Grant Williams can check Giannis. Yeah. He's a bigger, badder, more versatile version yeah. of Bam. Oh yeah. So I don't think I, I don't think they're gonna have really any trouble at all at covering him. Jimmy Butler, obviously, I think he'll get his. Uh, I think Jason Tatum and him is gonna be a very. Uh, it's gonna be a good duel. One we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll remember for a long time. Um, but I, I, when it comes down to it, like I, 
I, I will say this. I do think Miami has got the better bench. Uh, yeah. I, I do believe that. Yes. You know, with Tyler Hero, you've got uh, Victor Oladipo. Like the, I think that could be uh, where where the series really swings. Yeah. Um, but we've we've seen that, and we should, we just talked about it at length here that the Celtics bench can step up when they need to as well. So uh, I'm I'm hoping for a great series regardless. But um, and, and again, I would rather the Heat win. If, if I'm being honest, if I have a bias, I yeah. want the Heat to win. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's looking like it's probably gonna I. I if I'm a if I'm a betting man, I'm gonna have to throw uh, the money down on the Celtics to to extend through here to the finals. But uh, it's uh, it's gonna be a, a, a slobber knocker if I've ever uh, seen one for sure to see who gets there. Well, it'll be maybe one of the most exciting like defensive series that we've seen oh, in a yeah. long time. Like two fucking like PJ Tucker the way he's gonna go at dude. You know Jimmy Butler. Uh, you know you throw one of them each on you know uh, the the two Jays from Boston. Like I think. Tatum and and Brown like are gonna have, I don't know. It, it's tough to say because Milwaukee's full of amazing defenders too. But they yeah. might have a tougher time scoring the ball in this Miami series um, than than they no, did 100% than they, they did against yeah. Milwaukee. Like I, I I give Milwaukee credit for being a really really good team defense. And you know especially if if you wound up if you were one of those guys and Giannis was switched on to you, I'm sure it was pretty fucking hard to get your shot off. But like this is gonna be a constant fucking struggle to to go and get a good shot if you're Jason Tatum or, or Jalen Brown. And, yeah. And so yeah, I don't know. I I could I I with the home court advantage and sort of that fact that they have those horses to throw at 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 uh, the the two headed snake of 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 Boston over there. Like I, I I still see a world where Miami does win this series, but I think. Mm-hmm. I'm just I was just so impressed with uh, the resiliency of Boston, uh, you know, to go in and, and win those two two last games in the last series, go into Milwaukee, win a game six um, and and come home and, and, you know, beat the defending champs. I just give Milwaukee a hell of a lot of credit for still being a really, really good team. And I think that that just really impressed me that Boston was able to beat them. And I just don't yeah, think yeah, I don't think yeah. Miami's quite on that level. But hey, I, like I said, that Miami hasn't been tested they could prove me wrong. They they could get on that level, and I just haven't seen it yet. So we'll we'll see. I'm really excited for for this series. Have haven't been tested, but they're well rested. So we'll uh, right. see how they go here. Uh, and uh, we're gonna move on here now to the Western Conference. And you know, you already said one of the craziest Game Sevens. Not in a good I way. I don't even know if I can. I don't I know what actually, to say about this, man. I was kind of pissed off this weekend. I, I thought about it when it was at halftime of this game. <clears throat> it's 57. Yeah, to set the stage, it's 57 to 27. Uh, for the Mavericks. So in you texted me, Matt. You, I, I wasn't. Yeah. I was getting all ready to watch the second half of this game because I was still doing work and and I had to feed the dogs. I had to do my farm duties around here. And uh, Farmer you, Jordan. And you, you texted me. Uh, are you watching this right now or whatever you said? And I'm like, oh, is uh, are the Suns doing really great? Is it a really great competitive <laughs> game or something? What's going on? And uh, yeah, when I saw the score, I was I. Uh, I don't know. I think I kind of blacked out after that. That was <laughs> like it, it completely was, unbelievable. It was it was insanity, absolute insanity. The whole like from start to finish. Like I, I of all of, of all the teams to collapse like this, I would never have guessed the Suns. I never would have. But Chris Paul still got him in him, man. Chris Paul still got that choke artist in him. Um, oh. And I think and now now people are saying he can't be called CP3. Christopher from now on, uh, which is that's tough when they take your nickname away. Um, but yeah, I, I'm watching this game. It's halftime, and I'm like, if this game doesn't have a crazy comeback, this was actually such a letdown of a weekend. 
No yeah. good games for no. Game 7s? I know. Seriously? No good games? All of them shit? Uh, I mean, it's still Game 7, so it's obviously interesting. And, like, that one was the most entertaining of them all because I just couldn't believe what I was witnessing. Um, but, again, the Mavericks absolutely stomp out the Suns. It was uh, insane. Luka doesn't even play the fourth quarter. Uh, 35 points in 30 minutes played. Um, the, the the Suns just completely collapsed. Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, and uh, Devin Booker combined for, I believe, 29% shooting from the field. DeAndre Ayton, the number one overall pick from just a few years ago, same draft class as Luka. Again, I like to remind everybody about that. Um <clears throat> 17 minutes played. <laughs> 17 minutes played. Uh, head coach Monty Williams said that uh, it's an internal issue uh, when it was asked about it or uh, internal dispute. I can't remember how he uh, decided to put it. But um, regardless, I would say there's probably about a 99% chance that DeAndre Ayton is not coming back yeah, next year. he's, he's um, out of there. Especially after, you know, the, the drama of this offseason. Uh, but I... I I don't even know how this happened, man. Luca is just that good. But also, I want to shout out my man, uh, Mr. Dinwiddie Dollars, hitting that fucking money. What a trade. Uh, from deep. That guy. What a yeah, trade, that trade they made. Went after that trade, so after the second half of the season, the, the Mavericks' second most wins in the NBA, only trailing the uh, the Boston Celtics. Yep. Uh, so, it's and it is crazy, because it's like, again, we said it, we were like, that is a really weird move. Like, you're moving Porzingis. Like, we kept thinking, like, you know, and again, we were, we're stuck in that stupid mindset where we're like, you know, <laughs> we need that big man, the big man to connect with the ball handler. No, but we got Dwight Powell. Well, all you need is Dwight Powell, baby. Yeah, he'll play, he'll give you a great 14 minutes a game. Oh, yeah, and then you can just you uh You can have Bertons and Kleba play small ball centers and just have a bunch of fucking shooters and just go lights out. Like, this was... A masterclass from the Mavericks. Uh, all in all, like they, they from the start, the opening tip, they came out ready to play. They got a lead right. I think it was a 10 3 one to to open the game. It was done. Uh, it was. Uh, it's 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 crazy to think that the Mavericks are going to the Western Conference Finals, and uh, you know we're we're gonna talk about them playing uh, against the Warriors in uh, you know uh, once we're done recapping the Warriors and Grizzlies. But um, uh, man. Luca is kind of like I'm. I'm kind of keep my eye on him right now, man. This kind of seems like something magical, man. Uh, yep. I, and I don't. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that. I don't want to curse anything. So you know, I'm. I'm apologies. But he is just on another fucking planet right now. Like I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm bewildered watching him. Yeah, fucking man. I thought when I again I didn't watch the first half, but I went back and you know watched all the highlights of the first half and then you know a little bit of the second half live but that was kind of that was kind of sad to do honestly um yeah but uh it felt to me like it was over when luca when it was five nothing when luca hit the first two shots he went in kind of got into the paint did a little step back over Aiton. so as soon as that yeah. hits it's like okay if he can do a, a a little turnaround you know fade away over the tallest player we have uh that doesn't really uh you know bow well, well for anyone else uh guarding him the rest of the game. Here. It, but that was what they were doing the whole game. That was the game plan, was I get know. the mismatch. Get the mismatch with the big. Spencer Dinwiddie had about three of his uh, his threes were off these mismatches. He had JaVale McGee or Bismack Biombo, DeAndre yep. Ayton, uh, where he would either you know take the step back three and knock it home, or he would just drive right through and kick it out or take it up. Like uh, I, I'm sure that that was on the game plan. We just yes. keep waiting for them to switch and then abuse their bigs, and uh, holy shit, did it work. Yeah, yeah, and so like that's how Lucas started off with that shot in the paint, and then same thing over Aiden. He had a step back three in the corner, <laughs> and the fans just started groaning. Luca is fucking 
I know people like, you know, they were saying it on Twitter, like he's laughing after every bucket. But that is that was so crazy to actually see him hit a shot that looked like it took zero effort. He it yeah. looked like he didn't even really break a sweat out there. Uh, it's not like he's beating guys with speed. He's just kind of like getting to exactly where his spot is, um, hitting a shot, and then yeah, just backpedaling and laughing and looking around. That's got to be the most fucking like if I was a Suns fan there live, I would have I, I I would have left like at halftime. I, that was. That was the craziest thing I've I've ever seen. I think like it, it it for it these these amount of like stakes, especially for the Suns, w- desperately trying to get back to the finals before Chris Paul is forty five years old, um, and they, <sighs> they they can't pay any everyone on this team anymore. Uh, you know that the most dominant team in basketball through the whole year in a game seven, you come out and put up twenty seven points in the first half. I yeah. I don't I don't think I ever would have in any timeline of like the universe thought that this. This is how it fucking would have gone. Like, uh, it's just it's just crazy to me. Like, and and I, I give all the credit to, to to Luca and the Mavs. Like, Brunson had an amazing game too. You know, him, Dinwiddie, and and Luca, obviously the the top scorers for the Mavs. They they just offensively they, they looked great. They were getting great shots. But you know, I I can't even judge them against this Phoenix team that just looked like absolute dog shit. And I want to say, just speaking on the Chris Paul thing, he he looked to me like he couldn't move. And it's come out after this, the, the fact yeah. here that he had a quad injury. And this always fucking happens with him, too. And I'm getting kind it's of, kind of sick of it. It's always a quad or a hamstring. It's always like, oh, Chris Paul played like shit to end out the, 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 the fucking playoffs. What the hell happened? You know, the, the, uh, on almost any of these, like, series that he's kind of, like, gain, gave away and blown and, like, choked away, it's always like, oh... He didn't want to say it, but the all these shitty games he had, he he had this injury he was dealing with. And I'm like, I that just kind of annoys me more. Cause it's like if maybe if I had known, I could have judged it differently, you know, in in real time as it was happening. But like to me, it's still it, it's still not like an excuse. It doesn't like it doesn't it doesn't really change much of the fact, uh, you know, of 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 the ultimate outcome that that they did, yeah, did yeah. lose this this series after being up 2-0. So I don't know. So I I, I kind of want to you know throw it in there as a caveat that he he was he did look look injured to me, especially in this game. Like the and the Mavericks knew he was it too. slow. He, he was, was just slow. he was just kind of walking around. He couldn't do anything when he would get the ball off like a swing. He would just pass it right away. They subbed him out pretty early in the first quarter for Landry Shamit uh, because you know the the Mavs were kind of going at Chris Paul every time they could so like I don't I don't know I don't want to hold that against him too much like a game like this but well that's I, well you can hold the series against him though I think around game two or game three is when like uh he had that 20 plus point game I yeah. believe he had and then after that yeah I don't think he broke 11 points like I think this was his best game and he got some garbage time shots he only had like two points uh going in that fourth quarter maybe four points like he was fucking bad he was bad he was hor- no, he was horrible, but that's what I mean too. Like, did did he really like re-aggravate the injury after the game two or something? That that's what I want to know too. Because if you had yeah, just told yeah. me in real time, I'll know how to judge a actually a bad game from you just being injured. But you always try and keep it on the wrap so the other team doesn't find out. But it's also stupid because if you're playing bad, it doesn't fucking matter if you're injured. The other team doesn't need to find <laughs> out anything. Yeah. They're still gonna go at you. So. Yeah, I, I just wish he was more upfront. Like, this isn't the first time it's happened about this secret injury that comes out after the fact. So I don't fucking know. But I will say the Devin Booker piece of it, there's no excuse. Like, I haven't heard no, anything about no. injuries from you, Devin Booker. You fucking stunk up the first half. You were horrible. Uh, I heard the joke on Twitter. Maybe if he actually practiced 
uh, you know, in the offseason playing yeah, against yeah, double yeah. teams. He would know what to do. Uh, but People said that last year, too, when they lost the, the box. They, they wanted to reuse that one. But get he was, their, he was actually okay, though. He didn't, he didn't have a shit, oh, yeah, shitty yeah, games yeah. in those fucking... Not uh, like this. No. And, and like, the, the, the Mavericks double-teamed him pretty much every time down the court. He didn't know what to do. He would just give the ball up. The, the Suns had nowhere to go. And, and yeah, Aiton was shit. Again, Mikhail Bridges, I love you. You're great. But oh, man. You, 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 you need to be more than than this. You, you, yeah, all these, all these other bad. guys who looked great. Cam Johnson, who had that fucking 30-whatever-point game he had with the bank-in uh, game winner uh, you know, throughout the year. All these guys who had great individual performances – it gets down to it in the playoffs. They they need that Suns system ball to to get them all those shots. And the the Suns system of of playoff basketball ended after Game Five. Uh, it, it was yeah, dead, yeah. and it it never came back. And then you're just playing with the individual things that each of these guys bring to the table. And it was ugly. It was ugly. But it was even worse than that somehow. I, I don't know how they were this bad. But that's the craziest. This is the craziest Game Seven I've I've ever seen. Well, again. The, to put it in perspective, their leading scorer for the game was Cam Johnson with 12 points yeah. uh, for the Suns. That, that's that's nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah, Devin Booker, the the, the Kardashian curse, man. Eventually, oh, it's going to catch up to you, brother. Eventually, it's going to catch that's up to you. If was. not now, if it's uh, it's the future, man. Uh, but yeah, all in all, though, you know, Chris Paul says he's not retiring. He says he wants to run this team back next year. Again, we'll, we'll see if uh, DeAndre Ayton will even let that become a reality. Because again, if he leaves, that's a big... That's a big uh, gap in their in their lineup there. Yeah. Uh, if he's not playing, so we'll we'll have to monitor that closely and see how that goes. But uh, the Phoenix Suns, you know, it's hard to say because again, I had them going to I had them winning the title. I think this year, maybe I had them losing the box. I don't know. Either way, both my my guys are uh, yeah. Are, I had them winning the title. The race, you know, right? I had them winning the title. So it's it's one of those times where it's like when there's almost when there's a team that's just clearly the best team in the league it's like they're gonna lose it's it's very rare that yeah. they ever go all the way through um and again with chris paul being there it's uh it's a uh, you know we were talking about the leafs being cursed uh chris paul maybe you should go to toronto uh have a bit of a, a cry fest with some people because i'm sure there's a couple guys that would uh w- would love to you know talk about your uh your your feelings and share theirs as well um but a great season overall, uh, a lot of great memories. But uh, yeah, we're gonna have to pour one out for the Suns on this one, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing the Mavericks potentially find their way back into the NBA Finals uh, since their uh, their championship winning season. Yeah, so it's a uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a blast, and the team that they're gonna be facing, uh, a team that we've seen in the finals once or twice, uh, I believe, <laughs> uh, the Golden State Warriors, uh, beating the Memphis Grizzlies, whooping that trick this time. They uh, <laughs> they almost blew it again, but they, this time they made it work. Um, it was a uh, it was a, again not the most entertaining game. Uh, the Warriors were pretty well in control the whole time. Uh, Clay Thompson. Uh, it was actually kind of an ugly game for for the most part. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Clay Thompson actually came out and he was the he was the best player of this game. You know, thirty points. Uh, dropping eight threes. Steph Curry, you know, kind of heated up uh, at the end of the game uh, to kind of close things out, but he wasn't anything spectacular. Wiggins, you know, he got a double-double. It's, it's light work. Um, <laughs> but the craziest of the crazy... Zero assists. That, Zero assists from Andrew Wade. I love it. I love the score. That's, a, that's the stat line. <laughs> that's, the that's, that's it right there. Uh, the, the craziest stat line of this whole game, though, Kevon Looney, my favorite player. Everybody knows I'm a big Kevon Looney guy. 22 rebounds. 
He, what he were they was, feeding that guy? I don't know, man. But yeah, you you love him. You you've always uh, sang his praises. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yep, I, I think he's really good. I think they should definitely keep playing. They should <laughs> they should give him a max. Um, but yeah, he is the game of his fucking life. Twenty two rebounds, uh, and they get through this. Um, Jordan, I I hate to be that guy, but when it comes to the Warriors, I don't give a fuck. Um, did the Warriors catch another break? Because you go through the history of their uh, their their title runs. Uh, you know, that first year, they're playing against Cleveland. And, uh, no Kevin Love, uh, thanks to Kelly Olenek ripping uh, his shoulder out. Yep. Uh, and then Kyrie breaks his kneecap in game one, which was a close game, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, and then, so, you know, then they are able and to beat And they still only win in six. I know. And then, they yeah, they beat LeBron with Timothy Mozgov and uh, Tristan Thompson. And, and Delhi. Don't forget Delhi. The, the, the big four. Uh, how could we, yeah, how could we forget? Um, they, uh, they, they get... Lucky with Kawhi going down in uh, after he gets Zazod. It's true. Uh, they, they, there's been quite a few. And I'm not going to go through every single one, uh, but everybody knows that the Warriors have gotten some breaks. And I'm not saying that other championship teams haven't gotten these lucky breaks, but the when you when you look at the Warriors championship runs, but uh, without Kevin Durant, let's say uh, they've definitely gotten uh, the benefit of uh, you know a couple guys not being in lineups uh, when they yeah. played in the Western Conference Finals or the Finals. So. Uh, you know, I, I think with Jaw not being there, it definitely opens up that conversation. If you want to keep that narrative alive, I think it's uh, it's it's it just shot its arm up from the grave, and you and more ba- uh, Warriors haters are uh, trying to burn down the bandwagons to show them that uh, you know the team may not be as legit as you think. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I I. I... I understand, you know, that they the the Memphis won by a gazillion points uh, in that game uh, game five at home without Jaw, and the the narrative was never so loud, you know, uh, at that point about them being better defensively without Jaw, them you know sharing the sugar a little bit more without Jaw, all this stuff. But yeah, but again, you know, most people uh, clarify by saying that there there's no way they're not better with their best player. They just do things a little bit differently um, and can still win. Um, and, and yeah, guys like, don't pussy out because their best player's not there. Yeah. And, and this, this game like was actually pretty close, like through most of it. Uh, you know, the, yeah. the, the Grizzlies, Grizzlies were hanging around Dylan Brooks, uh, actually kind of came out and proved people wrong after a few really bad games. This series played pretty, pretty well. Um, and you know, was hitting shots, especially early. He came out with a, with a bit of a vengeance and Desmond Bain bouncing back from his, uh, injury he sustained, you know, late, late there, late in the first round, and didn't look like himself through the first few games of this series. Um, like there was a lot going right for the Grizzlies, and if they had had Jaw, I, uh, I do believe that the Grizzlies could have won this, won this series, or at least sent it back to you know a game seven in in uh, in Memphis. Like I, a hundred percent, do think the Warriors caught a break because they've been, they've just got away with a bunch of weird ass shit. Like they've got away with yeah. a bunch of bad Steph games. Even this game, I'm. I feel weird about Steph Curry this playoffs. I just have this. If they weird... get eliminated, they'll they'll say he has a quad issue too. Yeah, they will. <laughs> but he's still putting up fucking twenty nine points and actually yeah. making a, a difference. But like ten for twenty seven, like he's had too many of these games for me where he doesn't shoot the ball that well and still finishes with like Steph like you know final stats. But the the three point volume um, and the the way he's shooting and the way he just kind of looks out there he just doesn't quite look like himself to me which i don't know what to make of it i don't know mm-hmm, if he's going to mm-hmm. shake it off or what and then you know we we've talked about clay thompson a bunch he went for 30 he he went game 6 clay mode he put the the instagram story up that everyone yeah, was talking yeah. about and that's great i love it i think everybody you know we 
We talked about even we had that freaking episode on Clay Day. Everybody loves Clay Thompson, but I fully expect him to come out in game one against the Mavericks and have two points on like one for fucking 18 shooting. Like he's been so inconsistent and I'm not. I'm not taking this as some sign that Clay is back now and he's gonna, you yeah, know, he's gonna yeah. play incredibly from here on out. There's just too much, too much weird stuff going on with Golden State. And the fact that Draymond Green, you know, he had a pretty good game, a classic uh, you know, game, uh, 15 rebounds himself. They really fucking rebounded the ball. They decided to go and uh, you know, say uh, we're not gonna let big dog of the year Steven Adams keep, you know, getting every single rebound here. Um yeah, but yeah. but still like Draymond being a basically a zero on offense most nights like there there's all this weird shit and you know Jordan Poole again another guy who knows how he's going to fare against you know the Mavericks whether he's going to be that guy who puts up 30 points or if he's going to be that you know guy like like he was in this game where we're recapping on the Friday night like 12 points I know they didn't really need it from him but he can go through those kind of weird games where he's just not as much of a factor as he usually is and I don't know man uh, a hundred percent, though. Uh, to, you're, from your original point, I I think Golden State caught a bit of a break, and I'm not that confident in them doing almost anything. On the flip side, I could see them somehow coming together at the right time and winning the title. Like this team is so weird to me. I have no idea. Yeah. How to predict yeah, how, what's going to happen? Very, very, especially with how open everything is right now. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I I think it's it's very hard to you know predict where they're going to end up, where they're going to finish here. Yeah. Um. And one other thing, you know, before we move on to you know, predicting how uh, we think they're going to do uh, officially, uh, I think this is a, another, I think that we could say this about a lot of playoff series this year, um, but this, they, I think that these, both these teams really have some bad blood now. Yeah. Uh, I think, and I think Memphis, you know, being a young, outspoken team, like we saw that obviously with the Timberwolves series, because uh, the Timberwolves kind of the same thing, but, uh, you know, maybe they don't back it up quite as well. Um but uh, the you know the Grizzlies and the the Warriors really butt heads quite a few times in this series, and uh, I, I you know with the John Rant injury, uh, there was a couple other you know moments where they were really bodying into each other, and guys were getting no- knocked around here. Uh, obviously, you know the Warriors. Who knows? We're we're not gonna you know put an expiration date on uh, you know their 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 finals runs and the ability to get there because you know yeah. it doesn't seem like they, they, it seems like they still got some gas left in the tank. I don't know how long it's gonna last. Yeah, but they, they 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 can get to where they need to go. Um, but I, I think that, you know, this could be one of those, uh, those matchups we see once or twice, uh, more where these guys are really going to be heated, uh, going up against each other, even in the regular season. I think when these guys play next year in 2024, oh, yeah. uh, 2024, 2023, 2023. I don't know what year it is. Nah, let's go with it. Um, but yeah, I think that they're, uh, they're, they're, there's going to be, there's going to be a couple hard fouls. Steve yeah. Adams going to like drop the shoulder into Steph, Steph's head or yeah. something. Someone, someone, oh, someone's it. getting laid out. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. And I mean, all the 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 post game comments. I think it was Dylan Brooks said, you know, these guys are getting old and we're on the come up or, oh, yeah, or whatever yeah, he yeah. said. Like, this is a hundred percent going to be a, a fun matchup to watch and like just going forward. And yeah, the, the just just to speak on the Grizzlies and their sort of way forward. Great from season, here. great oh, season, respect. Great season, great season, and to to go out the way they did, which I thought was admirably after John Morant went down yeah, against, you know, a, sure. a really experienced um, you know, team at least with a core that's very experienced uh, on the Golden State side. Um like yeah, the 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 future is super bright for the Grizzlies, but I, I think they need to make a decision and trade away 
one, two, or three guys, somebody for a veteran in there. Because that's the one thing I thought they needed uh, this year that, that would have really helped them in the playoffs. Someone who's... Ooh, they, should, they, they should go after uh, Andre Iguodala. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm sure he'd, <laughs> yeah, he'd, he'd fucking love it. He'd be the perfect fit. Oh, my God. But, uh, like, someone who's been through, you know, who's a little bit more battle-tested, who can tell Dylan Brooks to not take that fucking shot. Like, Dylan Brooks <laughs> yeah, can go yeah. do this crazy shit. And the difference between him doing that on a young team like the Grizzlies or a more, you know, a team with more veterans is that Jaw just backs him, uh, you know, doing dumb shit all the time, you know, and that, and that's a good yeah. thing. That's a good way to sort of stand up for your, 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 you know, your teammates. And, and I love the camaraderie of that group in general, but they do need a guy to, you know, come in there and stop telling, you know, t- tell these guys when they're being knuckleheads to, you know, cut it out and, you know, actually act like a bunch of knuckleheads and actually bring them along. Yeah. They should get Shaq. Uh, they should just, get them <laughs> in there. um, but, uh, there's, yeah, th- I think there's a way that Memphis becomes, you know, if they make the right trade for the right type of guy, like the, the favorite to come out of the West next year, uh, I think there's a way yeah, that they yeah. can get it there. I think if they just run this team back, there's still, there's still going to be, there's still going to be a little bit left on the table. I think I still think they're not, they wouldn't quite be there as a legit contender. I think they'd, you know. They they'd have a path to the conference finals, especially if Jaw takes another leap and and Bain keeps yeah, getting better yeah. and and you know and Jaron Jackson can find a way to not you know only play thirty minutes because he's in foul trouble every night. Like there's there's ways that this team naturally can get better, but I, I would really like to see them make a trade for a veteran difference maker who can come in and and really elevate this group because uh, yeah. they've got the talent, they've got the young talent to to make it happen. Um, and they, yeah, they, just in general, the, the energy that they play with and the way that they're so exciting and they've got their, this, this one kind of, uh, you know, guy in jaw at the top, who's just an absolute superstar who everybody loves. They remind me of the, the early thunder, uh, you know, when, when they were mm-hmm. just, you know, putting up really, really good fights against more experienced teams, just kind of, you know, coming out there with so much youthful energy and talent. Um, and I don't want them to fucking screw it up like the Thunder did. I don't want them to trade away Desmond Bain for fucking Kevin Martin or whatever the James Harden <laughs> trade was, uh, you know, to save money or to do to do something weird like that. I just want them to, you know, steadily improve, get some veterans in there and, and, and you know, keep the upward trajectory because Jaw and this team's one of the most, you know, pretty much I, I would say they're, they're the most exciting team from this year, like the best story. So I just wanted to, you know, yeah. I want them to keep going up. So we'll, we'll see what they do. Well, I, I'll say this. It's, it's easy to do this when you have zero expectations. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> That's and, the thing too. Uh, ne- next season, there's going to be a lot of eyes on them. There's going to be a lot yeah. of talk, a lot of national uh, media games. So uh, yeah. let's see if they're ready for that spotlight. Cause uh, you know, that that's where we'll really see teams. Uh, we've seen teams fold uh, that were in that situation. And, you know, there's a couple other teams in the league this year. Uh, the Cavs or another team like that. Yeah. Uh, the Pelicans, I think are going to yep. be another team like that uh, where you're going to have to really prove yourself. And obviously, you know, Pelicans, I'm just throwing in there because, you know, they had a, a good finish to the year. But if Zion comes back, who knows? We'll see. Uh, but, you know, well, now let's uh, let's break it down, Jordan. Grizzlies, oh, no, pardon me, RIP Grizzlies, RIP. Uh, I should say. Um, but Warriors versus Mavericks, seven-game series, winner gets to go to the NBA Finals. Yeah. I feel I feel crazy, like, saying this. I feel, actually, I feel crazy about saying two of these things. But I want to give you 110% full credit from, my, I think, all the way back in the beginning of the season. For, yes. for kind of calling this, but I think the Mavericks are going to the NBA Finals. I don't oh, see them losing. Ew. I don't uh, see them yeah. losing this. I think it's going to be six games. I, I, 
Again, it could be seven, could be five, but I, I think four, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <clears throat> I'm good. I'm good with a strong Dallas in six. Uh, I think you know Draymond will be able to do what he can to neutralize Luca, but I don't think there's going to be in, like enough for him to to be able to to like he's going to have to hammer him. But Luca's not a pussy. Like Luca will no. get right back up in his face. So I don't think that the I don't like that this is a a good matchup for the Warriors. Like you're pretty much playing a team that does what you do better than you do at this current yep, time. Yep. Um, Jordan Poole kind of hitting a bit of a snag at the at a tough time right now. We haven't seen him have a, any crazy games uh, like he was in the in, in the first round. Uh, so I'm 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 kind of I'm not I'm seeing the writing on the wall here. The big players for for the Warriors haven't been balling out the way they need to. Um, the Mavericks they've really seemed to finally hit their stride. Uh, they're again it's a small ball team too. So I mean this is like. Yep gonna be uh, a lot of jump a lot of jump shots and a lot of fast breaks so it should be entertaining basketball to watch start to finish but uh at the end of the day i just think luke is gonna be able to take over and uh and the only way i could see this not going this way is if steph somehow gets back to kind of playing mvp steph like he was earlier in the year uh, yeah. but we haven't really seen that from him pretty much the entire playoffs so yeah uh you know well that that that's really the only x factor for me i mean steph would really change things but i think right now i think it's going to be uh luca's first time in the finals and uh this is going to be a a crazy crazy finals because we're going to be like where are all of our comfort players where's yeah. the kevin durant's where's the lebron james's this is weird who are yeah. the, who are these who's this luca donakick and Don- jason tatum <laughs> uh this is uh this is very strange uh, uh weird waters but uh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go mavericks and six in this one yeah uh that's that's my prediction too that's my prediction too i think the mavs do win and i i will there's, I think, a bunch of reasons why, but the biggest, like, the most simplest way I can put it, put it is I just think that Phoenix was better than Golden State. So if Mavericks oh, yeah, can beat yeah. Phoenix, or, I mean, if the Mavericks, yeah, if the Mavericks can beat the Suns, I think they can beat Golden State 100%. And uh, I just, there's there's not there's not many things that Golden State does that I think can break the Mavs. Like, they don't do... No, no. The Golden State, pretty much this whole entire time under Steve Kerr, they refuse to go hunting. They don't do, they don't go and, you know... Um, bring up someone that they want to, you know, get switched onto Steph or 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 Clay or whoever, um, and and just try and get that mismatch and go at them. So I don't think Luca is in, you know, trouble. He's going to be put in trouble that way. I think they can. The Mavericks can pretty easily hide him on somebody. You know, conserve yeah. his, conserve his energy and just have him go to work on offense. Like it's not like it's going to be the, the, the Suns from Game Two who just put him in actions, tire him out. Um, and, you know, pick on his weaknesses. That I don't think that's going to happen pretty much at all in this series. I don't see who Draymond can defend that's really going to make a a big difference. I don't think they're just going to throw Draymond on Luka for, for the entirety of the game. I think he's going to do, uh, you know, uh, he's he's going to defend him a lot of the time. But, like, I don't think that's going to be a smart game plan uh, from, from uh, you know, the Warriors putting their best defender out high at the fucking top of the key, with, yeah, you know, yeah. defending Luka when he can just, you know, they can run kind of back screens, you know, get pe- people cutting back door. You know, whenever Luka, as soon as Luka gives up the ball with any sort of secondary defender from the Warriors coming at him, then you have Draymond all the way away from the rim and no one else, uh, you know, to protect, you know, the, the the cup from the Brunson drives and the Dinwiddie drives and threes yeah. from from Finney Smith in the corner. And 100%, I think this year they've done that. I, I think the Mavericks kind of death lineup is more deadly than the Warriors, anything the Warriors can put together this year. Yeah. Like I, with Kleba at the five and and Finney Smith and Dinwiddie and Brunson and, and, and Luca, or, you know, and you throw Bullock in there sometimes, like that's, 
a lethal, lethal lineup with Luca getting open shots for all those guys. Dinwiddie, you know, and, and Brunson still putting pressure on the rim with drives. Um, and and Kleba able to hold up defensively. Uh, maybe if maybe if the, uh, the the Warriors had like a low post threat, I'd be a little bit more worried. But Kleba doesn't have anybody to worry about in the post when you're talking about the Warriors. Is Looney going to go in yeah. there and bang and like uh, put up 20 yeah. points? Hell no. Draymond, we've already talked about. If Draymond's going to be try and be a scorer, the Mavericks will take that all day. That that's what they want. So I think a hundred percent, like just the way the matchups go, uh, you, you, like the 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 way that. Uh, especially too, the Mavericks have been able to defend like good players, even good perimeter defender or players. Like I think the Mavericks absolutely have an advantage in this one, and and I agree. Unless Steph goes nuclear and and becomes you know MVP Steph that we we've seen him you know we've seen him have incredible performances in the playoffs before. Unless he reaches that level somehow, and you get really good games from Clay, I just don't see how the Mavericks don't win th- this yeah, game. And yeah. I, I I would. As crazy as it is to to say, I'd put it as more likely that the the Mavericks you know pull this out in five than it goes seven. Um, yeah, that I might be completely proven wrong on that. I might be underestimating you know heart of the champion Warriors. We'll see, but a hundred percent, I give the edge to the Mavericks in this one. Um, and and I think we said it like a couple months ago, a, a, a Maver a random ass Mavericks uh, and Celtics game. We're like, hey, this would this this would be a pretty cool NBA Finals. This would be yeah, yeah I think you did say similar that, yeah. kind of teams that came on late in the season. And that's you know by by our predictions today, that's my pick. And I would actually love that fucking Finals. I know it wouldn't be great for the ratings, probably a, a Mavericks Celtics. I think finals, it would. It's, but, it's the young guys. It's the new wave. Yeah, I know. New generation know. Finals. Yeah, it's true. But I, I would love that. I, I think that'd be great. So that's that's what I'm rooting for. You know, in in the big picture. And I I think I think Luca is not. I don't think Luca's afraid of fucking going no, up against the Warriors no. one bit. Not a chance. Steve Kerr, please don't put Wiggins on Luca. I don't want to watch that for <laughs> six, seven games. Man, oh, that'd that, be that fun. That would really bum me out. Unless like like Wiggins decides to turn it on and he actually plays up to his potential. He's just waiting Imagine. for it to waiting for it to matter. And now he's gonna be doing uh, windmills and seven twenties. Oh man, um, a seven twenty windmill. Seven twenty windmill. Yeah, be, he'll do it. Why not? Chuck, where you at, man? <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, the the NBA Finals. Almost upon us, but uh, before we get to that, uh, follow us at Big Dog Ball Talk, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, whatever the fuck you want to follow us on. We got it. We're we're there for you. Uh, so give us a follow at Big Dog Ball Talk. Rate us five stars on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasting yep. from. Uh, and again, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Uh, again, uh, the support is always uh, much, much appreciated. Helps us out a ton. Yep. Uh, so just keep doing what you're doing, and uh, we're going to keep on doing what we do. And uh, that's be the big dog. So uh, thank you again for <laughs> listening to another episode of Big Dog Ball Talk. Matt Acorn, Jordan Flegel, and as my good friend Jordan always says. Yeah, Matt, I, well, this is more of a question, but uh, I'm mm. I'm growing some cilantro this year in my little herb garden out in on my cilantro. front deck. Cilantro. What, what are your thoughts on cilantro? Because I know, before you go, our, our producer, Alex, he's one of those people, it tastes like soap to him, if I'm not mistaken. He doesn't like it. Really? Where, where, where do you fall, Matt? Uh, I, I definitely don't think it tastes quite like soap. Like, some people, like, literally refuse to eat it. Like, yes. I don't care if it's on my, I don't care if it's on my food, but, like, I definitely don't, like, I don't care for it. Like, I would never be like, you know what this is missing? Some cilantro. Wow. Cilantro, whatever you'd say. You know, I'm not, not a big fan of it, but I'm definitely not, like, disrespectful for it. Like, if you put, if you serve me, uh, some kind of a meal, uh, you know, a chicken cutlet, uh, let's say, grab <laughs> bra- uh, so some kind of a braised uh, braised chicken breast. I don't know. Okay. Uh, if, if, you, if you if, if you serve me that and then just sprinkle a little cilantro on it, I'm not going to be mad. 
Okay. Well, we've we've got Matt's dream meal, by the way. I, and I'm at the other end of the spectrum, Matt. Put, give me cilantro on anything. I fucking love really? it. I'll go crazy for it, man. Put it in a smoothie. I don't give a shit. A uh, smoothie. Yeah, that's cilantro right. Cilantro smoothie. That's right. Cilantro smoothie. You're a weird guy. I'm weird. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You're weird. Uh, and to end this off, also, I'm hijacking your segment. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, our producer Alex just released a new song, The Miser. Go oh, yeah, check it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I felt bad we didn't do it on Friday. Uh, but check it out. Alex, feel free to, if you want, uh, yeah, send us out, out with your own send music. Us out. Come play on, us let's out. Go. Play, play us out, excuse me. Play us out. We love you. Falling quickly into nothing.